Welcome to the Buried Treasures Podcast, brought to you by Mazud Uthman, where I interview a new guest every week to discover their journey. I'm Hamza Warsi. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Jazakumullahu khayran everyone for joining us, mashallah. We have none other than the biggest and the best of all Vikings fans you'll ever come across in your life. I only know of one other individual who's a Vikings fan. is my cousin Moby, uh, but none other than Mona Asif. Assalamu alaikum. How's everything, man? Good, good. Alhamdulillah. Why are you a Vikings fan? Like, of all teams, out of nowhere. Pick someone out of the division, man. That was a... That was a long story. It's a long story. Explain it. Go ahead. It's a long story. Yeah. So we, when we were growing up, we all, um, you know, as five brothers, we decided to have a team. Mm-hmm. Everybody choose a team. And um, Atif, I remember he chose two teams. He chose the Eagles and the Vikings. So I was thinking, why does he have two teams? I'm just going to take one of his teams. I'm going to take one of his teams. I, I like their, you know, their logo. I don't know what a Viking was that time, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I like their logo and it was it all started from that honestly that's awesome man yeah so um i just kind of want to dive into it i know i had uh two of your other brothers on as well mashallah um just you know a little bit of background your early life um i don't know why you became a vikings fan but sure <laughs> i guess the logo seemed cool when you're younger um but yeah just uh, where you're born and raised and what you're doing in your early days uh, nothing too fancy nothing too you know particular alhamdulillah I grew up born and raised in chicago um we had I'm the youngest of five brothers, as as you know. Um, so obviously it was it was always um, seeing them and and looking at them and looking up to them, and seeing what they did in their life and that using that as a motivation for myself. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's in sports, whether it's in school, whether it's in madrasa, whether it's in alam course, you know, still called the whole nine yards, mashallah. Um, they were obviously a, a source of motivation for for a lot of things that I did. Nice, mashallah. So, I mean, when did you go to Hibs exactly? Started Hibs um, 2002. Mm-hmm. 2002 is when I started Hibs, and it was right after fifth grade. Mashallah. Right after fifth grade, um, I was trying to get there earlier, uh, but I said that you know they. I think they were taking students from like seventh grade or, or seventh grade or sixth grade. Yeah, it's the seventh or eighth grade. Um, but my father, uh, my parents, you know, had uh, quite a good connection with 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 mother from beforehand, because um, my other brothers went there before as well. So um, they took me in uh, after fifth grade. Alhamdulillah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So that's what you. So you started like because I know your brother Osfer went around fifth grade as well, but it didn't yeah. work out for him. He went back a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yeah. you, you were there from fifth grade onwards. Oh uh, yeah, so sixth grade and onwards. Yep. Sixth so grade was, onwards. Yep, so, um, what was your driving factor or motivation to do HIVS? Um, I would say, I mean, the environment that my parents, the, my, the environment that the, my parents put us around, um, that was a huge motivating factor. Um, obviously, I used to go every week when we, with my mom, when she would go drop off my brothers to mm-hmm. mother so they can stay during the week. So I would see them and I would see how, how happy they were and I would see how much they loved to memorize Quran and I would see how much, you know, camaraderie they had with, with the other students, you know, playing basketball, playing football. It just, it was, it was, it was a beautiful experience that I, I saw. 
and I was thinking, uh, you know, what else, what else could be better than this? Um, you know, in, in, in an elementary school's mind, uh, that, uh, that, that's what I was thinking that something that this is something that, that I would love to do. And as, as I got older, alhamdulillah, the opportunity opened up, um, if I can, I, I don't know when to, if you want to go forward or not, but I, I was going Wherever to. you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I would go visit, uh, i.e. Um, Malzi's, Malzi's he, he was teaching, obviously, Hibs during that time. And um, every time I would come, he'd always be so jolly. He's still so jolly, mashallah. <laughs> He's still, he, that's one of the, the beautiful characteristics that if you, you, you sit and uh, you interact with the youth, mashallah, you, you act like the youth as well. So he has that in him, mashallah. And whenever I would go, he would always be very welcoming, very, you know, always say salam, or, you know, he'd always ask me, when are you coming? When are you coming? Right. <laughs> so he, I would always go home and tell my parents, you know, mashallah, he's always asking, when am I coming? When am I coming? I want to go. I want to go. So those you know, small things like that, you know, adults don't realize make a huge impact on, on kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you see them uh, and you see, you know, somebody who's 50, 60 years old, coming and saying salam to a 10-year-old and, and, and taking the time out and and, 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 and just being with them during mm-hmm. that time, yeah. So he was obviously a huge motivating factor as well. So then when you went into going in as a sixth grader, were you living on campus or were you going back and forth? Um, did I want to live on campus? I, I, I wanted to. You know, there's, there's a lot more opportunities, I would say. Yeah. Uh, not, I wouldn't say good opportunities, but there are a lot more opportunities for, you know, for kids to do kids things mm-hmm. um but my parents they tried it out with my other kids uh with sorry not with my kids they, they tried <laughs> it out with my other brothers so they tried it out with my other brothers uh during that time and um they saw it was obviously there was some there was a little bit of a struggle there mm-hmm. um uh, living on campus so they decided for me and my my brother uh Monacamo, that we were gonna commute um mm-hmm. every single day so it was a half an hour drive mashallah they would they would take us in the morning pick us up at night uh, you know my father he would come be uh you know help out with with the mother in terms of you know building the school building the masjid uh, in terms of um uh you know donations in terms of serving the kids food you know mm-hmm. he he just he just loved being there as well um obviously his kids were there so he that was you know a double benefit for him just being in that mother environment as well um because he didn't get that growing up um so that was that was something that that he looked forward to as well just going to going to ie uh, on a daily basis Nice. Interacting with the the ulama there, interacting with the with the his teachers, um, and, and serving the kids food. I was surprised he liked doing that, right? <laughs> he he liked doing it. Mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing to hear about your father as well. Yeah. Allah. Um, I did want to ask, like, so you ended up going to Hivs before your brother Monakamil, correct? He he actually started before I did. Okay. And then um, he, it, it didn't work out for him that time. He was, mm-hmm. he was quite young. He was quite young. I think he was maybe third or fourth grade. He was quite young. And it didn't work out for him that time. So he he uh, he went back to school. Mm-hmm. And then, then I started after sixth grade. And, um, you know, he saw that I was going to school. And um, I joke with him. I tell him, you know, I was your motivating factor for going. <laughs> so, <laughs> I tell him. No, but Ajala, he, he, um, he came in about after a year. Uh, but I think I was there for about a year, half a year, and then he came from mm-hmm. high school. He he left high school and he came uh, full time with with myself. Yeah. Nice, mashallah. So you you were well ahead of him. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was a little bit ahead of him. Yeah. So I, we've, I started about a year ahead of him. Yeah. So I mean, like, can you describe to us like what the environment was at at your school? You mentioned that you went to IAE and Elgin. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So how was the environment in terms of? Uh, studies or just memorization you know you mentioned you, you guys had lunch and things like yeah. that 
um, you know, what kept you kind of driving towards that finish line? Um, honestly, Madrasa environment, you wouldn't replace. If anybody, anybody that goes to Madrasa and they look back at it five, ten years down the line, they wouldn't replace that time for anything in their entire life. Uh, the moments that you spend there, um, I remember one time, vividly remember, we were, we were just sitting memorizing Quran, and I looked on my right-hand side, and there was a brother who was probably in his 20s while I was like, I was like 12. He was in his 20s or 30s from Somalia. And I looked ahead of me, there was a brother that was in his 40s, he was from Bulgaria. And I looked on my left-hand side, you know, there's your regular, you know, Desi kids who just, you know, are, are there from, you know, 20, 10, 10 year olds, 12 years old. So you see, uh, you know, multiple individuals from, from multiple cultures, uh, multiple ages, all doing the same thing, which is just memorizing the Quran. And it's just a boom. If you hear, you know, we were all in that big, it was, it was in the older building. Mm-hmm. All the, all the classes, we had one, two, three, we had four classes going on. And all in one big hall, and that hall was just booming with with Quran, and uh, you know when I look back at that uh, that that moment, honestly, we wouldn't replace that for anything in 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 your entire life. When you have you know iman and and the and the blessings of of the Quran, no money, uh, you know, no job, nothing can really replace that. Honestly, Allah, I, I wouldn't replace that for anything. Sure. That that experience, and I'm sure you know you 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 yourself experienced mother's life, and and being around Quran and just memorizing Quran. Yeah, sure. There's going to be joking time, you know, in between classes when the teacher goes to the restroom, when the teacher goes to that. Yeah, sure. There's joking time, but uh, you know, everybody has that same has same goal of, of of trying to memorize the Quran, the Book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and you really can't go wrong with that. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, so during your studies and during your memorization, you know, a lot of times there's people. Who come across like roadblocks was there was there any a time to where you reached a roadblock and how'd you get over it um my mom she you know she knew she kind of had experience with the other with the other children of how to motivate and how to push and how to make them memorize faster mm-hmm. so he she had that experience and you know i was the last child so what she she did was it really helped me in in terms of not you know if I, even if i did come across roadblocks it wasn't that difficult what what do i mean by that um the hardest one of the hardest things that that happens for a, a individual memorizing quran is trying to memorize those few lines on the spot mm-hmm. you know whether it's three four lines one ayah two ayahs they you know they're done reciting their amukhta they're done reciting their bar sabak their ban sabak whatever they were they're done reciting that and then they're like, okay, finally I can do sabak. But then they never read it before. And they're just starting from refresh. And then it's, it gets difficult because you use all your energy to recite everything else. And now you you have those few lines that you're going to memorize and recite for the day. But it's very difficult. So one, one thing that my mom used to always do with me was Saturday, Sunday, wake me up. It was like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Wake up in the morning, all the other brothers are sleeping, mm-hmm. you know. Give me some food. Let me play some Dreamcast first. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let me play some Dreamcast. You know, give me some food, and then we would sit at it for a few hours. You know, me and her just sit at it for a few hours and just memorizing. Whether it was, you know, it wasn't memorizing to the point where I was making zero mistakes. No, I was making obviously many mistakes, but it was still reading it abundantly and to the point where I would say it was half baked. It was half baked. Mm. It was you know sixty seventy percent baked. And when it and she would she would basically motivate me to memorize the whole week sabak, 
the whole mm. Monday through Friday on Saturday and Sunday. So we would memorize the whole weeks on Saturday and Sunday. And when it came time on, on Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever the weeknights, come time come time to recite Subak and I recite everything else, it would you know, it wouldn't take that long to just memorize and recite it. Mashallah. You know, that was so if if she didn't do that, I would say that would be a big roadblock. Mm-hmm. A big roadblock because I would be completely drained, you know, doing uh, Amukta and doing all the other and then playing for three hours, you know, outside. It would be completely, and then you come back and memorize, uh, you know, Sabak would be very difficult. So that 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 just really helped me. Um, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, that helped me. Uh, I can't really, you know, you can't really thank your parents enough, but yeah. that's, that was something that's huge. And obviously, I couldn't think of that. That was something that she, you know, motivated us to, to do. Mashallah. Oh, sure, so if you don't mind me asking, how long did it take you to complete your memorization? Um, it took about two years and uh, about eight months. Two years and eight months. Two years, about eight months, yeah. So starting from Qaeda, uh, you know, where, you know, I thought, you know, when, when you when you get into the when you get into the game of memorizing Quran, you know, I, I memorize like a juz or something or half a juz before going. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to start, you know, memorizing. I sit down. Moses, he takes out the Qaeda and gives it to me. I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> he gives it to somebody else. Enough. So he said, you know, he, he brought me to my level first. And then uh, and then we started. Yeah. So was it ever demotivating to start back from Qaeda? Uh, in the beginning, it was in the beginning when you think yourself, you know, a little bit too high. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but honestly, I was only on there for a few days, I think, not mm-hmm. even a week. And once we we got the, the Makharaj, the Sifat done properly, um, we moved on to, to Nazra and we moved on to, to memorization fairly quickly. I wouldn't see, I would say Nazra and Qaeda, well, I think I was on that for maybe maximum two weeks or something like that. Okay, mashallah. Yeah, so it wasn't too long. Okay, mashallah. So... You know, you're memorizing, you're going through the motions, uh, you're about a year in or six months in, your brother joins. So, you know, how was that relationship within your classroom? Because both of you guys were in the same class, correct? Yeah. Okay. So was there, you know, how was that relationship in the sense where were you able to help him out? Was he able to help you out? You know, was there any back and forth or were you, was he catching up to you? You're trying to beat him in the race? Uh, in you know? terms of Quran? Yeah. In terms of Quran, yeah, I thought you were going to ask me something else, but uh, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, in terms of Quran, yes, I mean, he, uh, I mean, he, he, you know, we learned from our older brothers, you know, Hafiz Atif and, and, and Munaz for the memorized before us. And then obviously my mother was, was on him just like how she was on me. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he kind of knew the groove because he started before me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he's more older, he's more mature. So he didn't, he had that extra motivation, I think, on his own. He didn't really need an outside factor. Uh, to be motivated, you know, sometimes, you know, Malzi's, we, we were younger kids that time, you know, so he was ask us, you know, he's like, if somebody finishes, we, I remember vividly that me, me and this one other student, I won't mention his name, but we and this other student are in seven just, and he wrote the name, the, I mean, sorry, he wrote the date, uh, and uh, he said that whoever finishes first, I'm going to give him something. <laughs> <laughs> so that kid, that, that other student, he still remembers. He's like, man, I remember you beat me when we were memorizing seven jizz. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, he didn't really, honestly, Malcolm, he didn't really need that extra motivating factor, I would say. Mashallah. Yeah. Yeah, his answers were very, he's like, it's a system, just follow the system. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, Mashallah, that's a different approach to it, you know? Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah, I mean, this it's tried and tested, Mashallah, they've. You know, so the 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 Asian community, the the the, the Desi community, mm-hmm. they know how to produce sofas, right? There's, there's yeah. a reason why there's they they when they come to a new country or they come to a new city, the first thing that they do is establish a mother's establish a hip school. Mm-hmm. They know how to produce it, mashallah. Yeah, so sure. I wouldn't really change that system if there is no need to change it. Um, you know, mashallah, they're doing great things. 
Definitely, definitely. Did you have any advantages compared to your classmates when by having two older siblings that were Hufal? I mean, just just knowing the grind, I would say. Just yeah. knowing just knowing how 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 they memorize Quran and just, you know, having getting feedback from them. Mm-hmm. I would say that was definitely a plus. Okay. That, that was definitely a plus. Um yeah, brothers for sure. Uh were 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 a motivating factor. I would definitely say in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, or big motivating factor um but the, the main engine was i would definitely say was my mother um Ashallah. for throughout the whole hips and then obviously Ashallah. my father coming in taking us and spending time with us you know even after coming from whole long days of work and then taking us uh, and then picking us up at you know seven at night or nine at night mm-hmm. um so without the parents honestly it, it wouldn't have happened for sure no. so you also mentioned that they they had like kind of an age limit where you had yeah. to join after elementary school correct yeah, yeah. So being one of the younger students, did you ever face any challenges uh, while studying? The, the thing is, there, is, there, there was, uh, you know, there, there, there was other students that, that were, uh, there were other students that were, that were my age, around mm-hmm. my age, you know, one, one year, two years older. So I wouldn't say necessarily that, was, uh, you know, much of, an, much of a difference or much of, you know, anything that was difficult okay, during that time. Sure. Yeah, alhamdulillah, it was, it was pretty straightforward. Uh, when Malankamal joined, you know, I acted like I was, you know, the king of the king, you know, king of the boss, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I have an older brother, he's like, these older guys, you know, he's not going to mess with me anymore, he's not going to mess with me anymore, you know, he, they, they knew he was, you know, much bigger, um, he was one of the older students, considered one of the older students of the, of the school, so, um, you know, that made much, you know, life a little bit easier as well, nice, um, but I'm not, no real serious difficulties. Nice, mashallah. Yeah, now, were you using a 13-liner or a 15-liner? I was using a 13-liner at that time. Mm-hmm. I was using a 13-liner, so Malziz, he gave us um, a 13-liner. It was one of those Tajweed Qur'ans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what he had me started at, start, and I just kept it. I just kept I still used that to revise. Mm-hmm. Um, so used the Qur'an to revise. Um, now, uh, since I'm, you know, alhamdulillah, on the path of trying to get multiple ijazat, you know, one by one, I couldn't find any 13-liners, you know, that, that had the different ijazat. So, for example, if you try to look for Walsh, if you try to look for Ibn Kathir, if you try to look for Shoba, I couldn't find any 13-liners. Mm-hmm. So that was like a big hiccup. Then I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to switch. You know, I just got to... Make the hijra over to yeah, the 15-liner. I had to make the hijra, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard, yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, because you memorize the pages, what the ayahs come in the, in the top of the page, what the ayahs come at the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. So you have that visual picture. Um, so the, obviously that's going to take some time to get used to, uh, but I'm currently, yeah, for, for the riwayah that I'm reciting right now, even Kathir, I, I use a 15-liner because okay, that's the only one I could find. So what benefit, now since you've, let me ask you a random question, but you've, now you're studying between both 13 and 15-liner, yeah. correct? Yeah. So what benefits have you found from, uh, you know, either the 13 or the 15 and which one would you recommend? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say particular because I've seen students have success with both both 15 and 13 liners um it was just you know I, I would just honestly listen to whatever your teacher whatever your teacher recommends um it was during during my time he he recommended 13 liners uh one of the one of the benefits i would say was it gave you more of a motivation because you say you memorize a page you know it's a 13 liner and you compare that to a 15 liner uh, that page could be like three quarters of a page in a 15 liner or a page in a 15 liner is like a page and a half in a 13 liner um, so that was, that was a kind of a small motivating factor, I would say, but honestly, I don't, it's not, I don't, I wouldn't, that wouldn't make that my biggest, you know, uh, point of, of difference that I'm going to choose a 15, 13 liner because of that. Honestly, I would leave it up to my teacher. They, 
they're the teacher for the reason for a sure. reason. So I would leave it up to them and we'll see what they would recommend. Yeah, because for thirteen liner, there's three pages to two pages in a fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's an advantage for fifteen. Yeah. You get to you know read a little bit more for sure. But yeah. I can see that as well. Yeah. Mashallah. Now, how was your um, like in terms of leading up to the finish line, leading up to that final subject that you recited? Uh, what was that process like, and what you know, what were you know, what was the emotion surrounding you when you were reciting your last sabak and graduating? Is honestly the, the the first year, you know, year it takes. I would say it takes about a, a good year for students to kind of get into the swing of things in terms of memorizing the verses and making it easy and getting to that habit of memorization. Once you get to that tenth juz and fifteenth juz, you're able to, mashallah, memorize one, two, three pages. So we were on a nice roll during that time. Oh, uh, trying to compete with other students who are coming in and, and trying to finish before them just you know small motivating factors um, but one thing that I remember Malzies did with with myself and I'm pretty sure he did it with other students as well as uh, I was about to finish and then he stopped my sabak he stopped my sabak <laughs> and that's that's like you know that's like that you know on Max where they have those that swirly you know that rainbow color circle. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but that's basically how I felt. You know, it's not, I'm just stuck in my tracks. Yeah. When he did that, I was like, I, I did not want to do that. Right? Yeah. We didn't, no, I don't think any hip student wants to stop their sabak. Uh, it's different nowadays. You know, I talk to my nieces and nephews who are memorizing Quran. You know, they don't really mind sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't having any, any of that, right? I, I was, <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I did not want that, right? And I remember I was talking to my, the friends, my friends at that time. Um, and I was telling, I was like, man, I didn't, I, I didn't want to stop myself. I wanted to finish before so-and-so student and I was on a roll, you know, I just didn't want to stop. But obviously he's a teacher, right? He's mm-hmm. a teacher. He obviously, he has much more experience than me. Um, he's been teaching Quran for like 20, 30 years. Um, obviously no, no logical things come into your mind that time, right? When you're like a 12 year old <laughs> student, right? Uh, no, no logical things come into your mind. But, um, I would say that was the, that was probably the most difficult thing to kind of get over during that time when when he stopped my sabak and he said that I want you to do a door completely from 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 one to to twenty nine where you are I want you to recite all of that and then you could finish off then you can finish off in the beginning obviously I wasn't for it um, but uh, that was only going to be beneficial for my for my uh, you know future near future obviously we just want to finish fast mm-hmm. but. He's looking at long term. We have short term goals, you know. Obviously, as a twelve year old, you just to get of short term goals. Um, but he's looking, mashallah, as long term goals, and that was the best decision that needed to be made at that time, for sure. Hands on, yeah. I would, I would, if you know, if I had to do it again, I'd probably cry about it that time again. But you know, <laughs> but I would completely agree. Yeah, completely agree, yeah. So then, how you, so you ended up finishing on the 29th shows. I'm assuming Surah Mursalat. Yeah, Surah Mursalat. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was, it was a Jumu, I remember, and um, it was right before. A salah time was about to end, and my father came. Um, you know, one of my father's good friends, um, he also came, and uh, you know, that feeling you know, when people are are, are finishing Quran, everybody comes and clo- comes close to the teacher, right? And nobody's reciting, and and they're just listening to you to you recite that that final sabak. Um, everything you just, even though everybody's there, you just zone them out. You just, mm-hmm. zone, I just zoned them out when I was reciting that last sabak. You know, um, it. Again, that's wouldn't change that experience for a million dollars. You know, wouldn't wouldn't switch that. If somebody gave me mansions, I wouldn't, I wouldn't replace it with that. Yeah, Mashallah. that's something that any his student would would. I, I bet you they would say the same thing. Do you still have to do amukta that day? 
<laughs> I walked that. That's a good question. He probably did make us. He probably did. <laughs> he probably like, man, I'm trying to finish. <laughs> That's probably why it took me so like last minute to finish. It was yeah, like yeah. I was around almost about 12 o'clock and it was gym on that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was probably like around 11.45 where I recited that last book. Yeah. Mashallah. What advices would you, or let me ask you this first. How do you upkeep your memorization now? It sets, honestly, it's, it's that same advice, you know, our teachers would give us during that time as a 10-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid is just keeping that daily uh, recitation practice. Right now, honestly, what keeps me, what, what's, a, what, what's, a, what's a big motivating factor is that ijazah that I'm trying to get. Sure. Um, so, and that's, I don't, I don't see that ever being ending. You know, I don't see that's, that's never ending goal, inshallah. inshallah. Um, otherwise, if you know, if I say uh, after I get, you know, five ijazah, then I'm going to be done, then that means I'm going to start reciting Quran. Well, that, obviously, that's, that's no good. Um, mm-hmm. So I look at that as a never ending goal. However long it takes, however many, you know, Quran khatams I can do, that's, that's my goal, inshallah. So that's, that's a motivating factor, just that ijazah program and, and preparing to recite in that ijazah program, you know, every single week. And, um, Obviously, Ramadan. Those I would say those are the two main ones. So, Ijazah and, and Ramadan. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit or give us a little bit of background about your Ijazah program that you're in? Sure, sure. Um, so, usually, it's, 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 he's, a, he's a sheikh from, from Egypt. He studied from Azhar. His name is Sheikh Hamid Ahmed. Um, so, he's who I recite to right now. Um, it's, uh, one, of the, one of the blessings of, of, of electronics that we can recite to, you know, people across the world. Um, so, mashallah, he, it's like around, I think, like 1 a.m. or 12 a.m. for him, mashallah, and he, he sits there mashallah. and he listens. And, you know, we all have probably seen teachers who you recite and you make a mistake and they don't catch the mistake. And you're like, okay, he's not listening. I'm just going to keep on reciting, right? Yeah. No, but make a mistake, he's on you right away. So I know he's paying attention. Yeah. I know he's paying attention. He won't let me, you know, say the next word, you know, if I, if I, if I slip or, you know, sometimes I want him to give me a little chance, but, you know, he, he'll still say that he'll still say the verse, you know, <laughs> so my but that's a good thing. That means he's paying attention. Um, so seeing, you know, individuals who are, are uh, of that age and, and still, uh, you know, properly listening to students memorize the Quran, um, that's who, that's who I recite to on a, on a daily basis. I also, alhamdulillah, had a, a great opportunity to recite to my classmate, uh, Mona Arif. Mashallah. Uh, I did one khatam with him. Um, so he's, mashallah, a great teacher as well. And I highly recommend him as well <clears throat> for students who are want to recite in person. Um, so I would say that that helped my tajweed quite a bit. I'm not saying that you know it's at any level, but it's it, he helped it much much more. It's 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 a different experience when you recite online mm-hmm. um, as opposed to reciting in person. They can see you know your mouth, they can see your tongue, they can see you know the the pronunciation uh, of of the letters. Um, so alhamdulillah, I was able to do that before starting with Sheikh Hamid. Uh, we did one whole khatam with, with Sheikh Arif and um, then started with Sheikh Hamid now. Let me ask you this. You've been leading Tarawih for how long now? 15, 16 years. 15, 16 years, mashallah. Yeah. How's your first Tarawih? First Tarawih. First Tarawih was in somebody's house. In a house, I remember, in Oakbrook. And I was leading... It just, I found out that I was going to be leading Tarawih a few days before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually leading with uh, Mon Yusuf Ghos. Nice, that sure. was our first Tarawih. We led together in, in, in a basement, or not a basement, it was kind of a basement in, in Oakbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, the, the pressure was obviously, you have anybody once you're, you know, a fresh graduate, you have like even two people behind you, you'll be sweating, you know, like crazy. Right? <laughs> so that, that, that was there. Um, but it wasn't the stress of, 
you know, Musalli's, you know, coming on your back, you know, why are you making this mistake? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? They knew that, you know, I was a young graduate, you know, not too old. Um, so uh, it was it was definitely a good first experience starting off at some somewhere small because um, mm-hmm. it wasn't too much pressure. It wasn't added pressure. It was just the pressure that I put on myself just to make sure I was reciting the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly and not making mistakes in salah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that was that I would say that was that was a good experience. Alhamdulillah. Nice, mashallah. And over the years, where else have you led? Um, over the years, I uh, led at uh, also after that, I led with my brother in in um, Batavia. Nice, Batavia. Mashallah. I remember. I think we we met there yeah, yeah. years back, right? <laughs> years back. I think that was one of the first times I met you. Um, that you and your brother, mashallah, and you, I think your father is there yeah, as well, mashallah. Um, so I led there for quite a few years, and after Batavia, I led at MCC. In Chicago for two years, and just after that, I just kind of started going across wherever. Honestly, it was or was Ohio. If you went a few times to Ohio, mm-hmm. then kind of well, honestly wherever I can go, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really care about where the place was. You know, I went to Arkansas. People are like, why are you going to Arkansas? I, was like, I don't <laughs> care. Why I'm going to Arkansas? I'm going to Arkansas to lead Tarawi. That's it. You know, I'm not going to go. You know, go check out the, the cities. They don't really have anything in Arkansas, anyways. But yeah. <laughs> they have Walmart, sir. They have Walmart. So they have Aldi's? Huh? Do they have Aldi? Aldi's. I don't know if they have Aldi's. I think Walmart took over there with Oshella. No, Benton, Ventonville. Yeah, they got like five Walmarts in every street. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so you've led in you've led in places where so what I was trying to get at was mashallah you've led in places where uh, there's not many musallis behind you it mm. may be a house or it could be someplace like Batavia yeah. where there's probably what 15-20 people yeah. to maybe larger communities in Ohio and possibly in Arkansas yeah. what advices would you have for individuals who are currently leading or that are looking to lead Sarat al-Tarawi yeah that's, that's a good question um, I would say Honestly, when you finish Hibs, just lead. Just lead wherever it is, even if it's your closet, right? Even if it's your closet, even if it's your own basement. You don't even, you can't find a place to lead. I know there's a many hafaz, mashallah. That's a good, that's a good thing, right? It's, you can't find a place to lead. But just, just lead at your house. Just lead at your house. I mean, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't need to lead at a specific location for it to be called Tarawi. You can still, still could be called Tarawi. Tarawi is, you know, you pray it after, after Isha Salah and you finish it before Fajr, inshallah, it's your Tarawi. Um, so honestly, lead wherever you can. Um, I know many of my my friends um, who went off to school, college, university, started working. They said, "You know, I'm busy. I can't lead." I was telling them, "Just just lead at home. Mm-hmm. Just lead at home. It's better than not leading. It's better than not leading. You finishing ten jus, you finishing fifteen jus. You know, with a partner, with two partners, with three partners. Make it a make it a nice community experience with you, your friends, um, and 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 just lead." Just lead honestly. I, I would. That's what I would say. Don't don't ever stop leading. I remember Malziz would always tell us, you know, whatever you do, just lead. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, just lead. He wasn't too excited about whenever we lead with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes in Chicago, obviously, it's difficult to find a spot alone, and that's you know, one of the conditions that I always tell whenever I'm going. I was like, I want to lead alone. That's, sure. that's my condition. And I'm not that, not because I'm I'm pretty catchy. I'm just 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 because I, I just I, that's an opportunity for me to push myself, to mm-hmm. motivate myself, and to. To push, push myself. Otherwise, if you're leading with somebody, you're gonna like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, just recite 15 jizz or 10 jizz, and then I'll let him do the rest. And you'll say, I'll, I'll read the other jizz. Yeah, if not, you're not gonna read the other jizz, right? You're not <laughs> gonna read the other jizz. Like you know, we always say we're gonna read those other jizz. It's not gonna happen, right? Yeah. Um. So you, you really have to know yourself. But uh, any advice, uh, simply just just lead, just lead wherever you can find a place. If you can't find a place, do it at your house. You mm-hmm. have your parents there. You have your brothers there. You have your siblings there. Anybody's there. Even if it's just you, doesn't matter. COVID, yeah. right? 
COVID's there. You just leave it alone then, right? You just leave it alone <laughs> with your mask, inshallah, right? So we find Mashallah, mashallah. Yeah. What advices would you have for individuals who are doing hivs um, and or, I mean, you know, maybe in like two, three folds. One, there'll be somebody who's actually memorizing currently, number one. Number two, there's somebody who's looking to memorize. They might be a little bit older or younger. They can either do it at a full-time or part-time capacity. And being an educator, being a teacher yourself, what advices would you have for the parents who want to push and motivate their student, or sorry, their children to do hips? First off, I would say uh, everything that we do and everything that we say is wahi-based. It's just grounded in wahi. And the Prophet Sallallahu he said in the hadith that, that everybody knows that man qara harfa min kitabillah falahu hasana wal hasana tu bi ashri amthaliha la aqulu alif la mim harfun walakin alif harfun walam harfun wa mim harfun that every single letter that you recite of the Quran, you get one good deed, and that good deed is multiplied by ten. And when you're, you know, uh, when you're about to pass away, right? when you're about to pass away, you know, reality hits you, and you think back in your life, what's the most important deeds that I did? It's not gonna, you're not gonna be like, oh, it was that 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 it was that Honda that I purchased, or oh, was that Toyota Camry that I purchased, or it was that house that I purchased. Oh, it's going to be those deeds that are going to help you when you go to that six feet deep place and then to that next life. That's what's going to that's what's going to be coming to your mind. That money, that how much you have in the bank. Yeah, that's everybody needs, you know, a certain amount, X amount of dollars to, you know, take care of their family, the essentials of living. But when it all, it's all, you know, done, nothing replaces um, just being grounded in, in in the deeds mentioned by the Prophet and mentioned by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, that's that's how. If you needed to motivate somebody, I would I would mention that to them. I would mention that to the students themselves, to the, to the young you know young young students that are looking to go from public school or just going from secular school to 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 his. Um, I honestly, I is thinking of that hadith. Is just just makes my day. Just you know, it, I wouldn't. You can't really replace that with anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that that hadith comes to mind. I would say, yeah, just that unlimited amount of deeds. I mean, one letter, right? We, can, I mean, just it's one letter, right? And when I think of that hadith, I don't mean to digress, but um, when I think of that hadith, I think about how much reward you know our teachers get. How much reward our teachers get for us reciting. Every single year in Tarawih, every single you know year throughout the year, um, but I, I would say that yeah, that that would be a motivating factor. I think uh, for for I think that would be enough of a motivating factor for for students. Um, you would want to look at deeds that are going to help you currently, and and, and in in the future as well. So it's going to help you in the present and in the future uh, is is memorizing Quran. Um, if you want to think of it from secondary benefits, you can think of it as as you're going to improve your memory. Your memory, you know, parents always think of, you know, you're, you're always talking about din, din, din. What about dunya? You can dunya as well. You're gonna be you're gonna be able to improve mm-hmm. uh, your memory. I can't tell you how many classmates of mine went on to become doctors, went on to become engineers, went on to become dentists. When you know, sure. why? Because they had that kitabullah in the, in their heart, and they built that that aspect of, of memory. Um, you go to public school, they think you're crazy. You know, you like you sat for how many hours memorizing what? You know, they can't even believe it when you, when you tell them that. When you when you mm-hmm. tell them you memorize the entire book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, it's not a concept, you know, in, in their religion. 
mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's the beauty of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala when he when he promised that when he said that he was going to protect it. I, I remember Malziz he he gave the tafsir and he said that the hafidun that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that we are going to reveal the Quran and we are going to protect it. What that means is we're going to protect it by two groups of individuals. Number one uh, is the the kalam of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We're going to protect the words of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Means it's going to be unfiltered, unadulterated. Nobody's going to be able to change even one haraka. How do we know that? Because you have young kids from five years old all the way to a hundred years old memorizing the Quran, um, and that's if you if I come and try to change something, nobody's going to be able to change it. A little five year old be able to tell you that's wrong, mm-hmm. and that's that's in terms of the kalam, the actual wording, and the other group of individuals that's going to protect uh, the Qurani are the ulama who are going to protect the meaning. Um, so. No, nobody said going on the the path of of uh, of knowledge and, and seeking Quran is going to be an easy one, um, but it's definitely going to be a rewarding one in this life and in the next life, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, now, after your hivs, after you've completed your memorization, uh, you went back to school. I yeah, I went back to school. Then I wanted to go right back to Madrasa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, as I'm pretty sure, a, a lot of my friends and, and, and classmates they experienced that when when they're when they were done. My parents, my my parents actually wanted. They had me stay an extra year mm-hmm. to do door. Um, so how was that? That was yeah. That was not something that I wanted to do initially. You know, you're done with his. You wanted to go to. You want to go to public school, right? That's yeah. the first thing on your mind. You want to just go to public school, not because you don't know anything about public school, but you just want to go. You just want to leave Madrasa, okay? Mm-hmm. You want to. You want to experience something else. Um. So I was telling my parents, you know, I want to go to public school. I want to go to public school. They're like, no, we're gonna, you're going to do one more year of door. I was like, all right, fine. We're going to do one more year of door. One more year of fun, inshallah. All right. So we we had you know we relaxed. We we, we I had you know. We had schooling there as well. We had English, math, science going mm-hmm. on simultaneously. Um, but after that, um, I went back to public school for sophomore year. The day I stepped, first day of class, I was like, I want to go back. Absolutely. You know, I, I did. I, that was informing that environment. I was like, this is not the environment. This is not conducive to anybody's iman. This is not conducive to anybody's Islam. Um, I know there are tests in life, but there's no reason to put your put yourself in unnecessary tests mm-hmm. um you know I'm, I'm and i'm saying this being somebody who who taught in public school mm-hmm. um who went to public school and uh, you know i'm not coming from like that oh he's just a, that movie background he, he just <laughs> he just went to mother's side's own life now you can't say that about me because i, I taught there yeah, yeah i taught there. i went there um it's not conducive to anybody's islam i don't care what you say um you have individuals wearing you know the things that they wear, you know, you're seeing the things that you see and you're coming from a background where you're reading Quran the whole day, right? You're reading mm-hmm. Quran the whole day and, and now you're coming across individuals who barely cover themselves um, on a daily basis. Uh, that was probably one of the most difficult things to come across after being around Hufal and Ulama and being around the Quran every single day was my first experience. I would tell my friends at high school, the few friends that I did have, I would tell them that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back this, this year. I'm going to go back. And it just so happened that one year that I went back to school, that sophomore year, we decided to go for Hajj. And Hajj was, you know, a few weeks long. But then right after that, we were going to Pakistan. So I was gonna already gonna miss like two months. I was like, all right, this is a perfect opportunity for me. You know, <laughs> this, is a, this is a perfect excuse for me to tell my parents uh, I wanted to, you know, uh, try to. I was trying to motivate them to to let me do Alam course, let me just skip school. Obviously, it's a big decision. You're just leaving high school. It's not. It's not a small small 
decision. Um, but I, you know, I, I bothered them every single day to, you know, and especially when we went for Hajj, we then we went to Pakistan. Um, you know, I, I bothered them every single day. about let me, let me start, let me start, let me just leave school, let me leave school. And it was that time where uh, Malakamal, he already made the decision to start. So mm-hmm. I wanted to start with him. I wanted to start with him. And um, he was missing the first like one or two months, a few first few months of, of the of, of the year. Um, but he was going to catch up. He talked to the teachers and they were going to help him out. So I was like, let me let me do it. Let me do it. Let me just let me go with him. Um, my mom, my mom and dad, they're like, no, if I want you to finish off at least this year, finish mm-hmm. off this year and, and then decide. So we finished off the year. I didn't change my decision. Right? I, I was still, I was still firm. You know, I was telling everybody when during lunch. Yeah, I'm not going to be here next year. I'm not. I'm going to be gone here. You know, I was. You know, all 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 the all the Muslim you know friends that we had. I was just telling them. And alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala opened up doors um, uh, for me to go back to IE and and, and start the alam course there. Yeah. I want to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned you went for Hajj. Was that your first Hajj? That was my first Hajj. How was that experience? Uh, it was it was beautiful. I mean, from just having my family, the entire family there. And then alhamdulillah, the, the, the group that we had was was quite amazing as well. Um, they looked out for us like no other. Um, and obviously Hajj is an experience that you can't really you can't really describe with words, but it was you know absolutely amazing experience um, from you know first seeing the Kaaba, first seeing the Rawdah of the Prophet, وسلم, you know, everybody making dua in Arafah. Uh, uh, on the mountain i mean that was a yeah that was an amazing experience um it didn't feel like there was any hardships there because sure. of how easy it was and that was like about 13 14 years ago mm-hmm. and it just gets easier year and year by year mm-hmm. um so that was definitely i would say a big motivating factor for me to to do alam course uh, you know it's 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 ajib how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans things right and you know I didn't for the, you know I, I didn't think at all I would be on that path after memorizing Quran you know and, and the last the last year when I was at IE for for door I was like I want to go to public school like I want to go to public school I never thought my in my mind that I would willingly you know myself just nobody else no outside factors no motivation go back to IE and and be able to just uh, you know sit there and, and memorize and and and, and uh, study the deen um, you know Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala He's just obviously he's, he's the most uh, bountiful. He he gives greatest bounties, and um, we're uh, just trying to be as grateful as possible for that. Inshallah, yeah. inshallah. So after your sophomore year, you end up enrolling in IE. Yeah. So Marakamil joined Hibs because of you. You joined Alam. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hushla, he was definitely a motivating factor for sure. Hushla. He was definitely a motivating factor. Um, but I would even backtrack than that. Um, uh, Hafiz Atif, he was the first one that wanted to study. Hushla. He was the first one that wanted to study the deen. Um, and he tried. He tried. Mm-hmm. There were just no, that many opportunities during his time. Yeah. There were just not that many opportunities. You know, he was a few years older than Malakamal. So during his time, there was no... At, at IE, they didn't really have anything set at that time. You know, they might have just had some Arabic courses, summer courses, weekend courses, things like that, but nothing set. And even in, in, in North America, we didn't know of any. Um, so, but he tried his best and um, he's tried learning Arabic and uh, we saw that. And um, that was definitely a, um, a motivating factor um, for us as well. So, how was it the first day getting into Madrasa, getting into the Alimiya program? Uh, we, we were used to. You know, sitting down. I was used to you know sitting down for hours. Mm-hmm. So that aspect of sitting on the floor 
you know, might have been difficult for other students who were older or who didn't memorize Quran. Uh, I, I saw that as kind of a little bit more of a, of a difficulty for them. But, uh, you know, I was kind of used to that. And um, it was the same school that I went to before. So there wasn't really much of a, any hiccups. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, it was, I would say, really wasn't really difficult um, just sitting there and learning from other teachers at the institute who, they were teachers, obviously, to us, but obviously Malziz was my only his teacher. I didn't really recite to anybody else. Mm. So being able to benefit from the other teachers that who I would kind of just joke around with um, while during his um, and seeing that the knowledge that they had uh, and the knowledge I can gain from them was, you know, absolutely amazing. You don't truly appreciate, you know, your teachers until you start sitting at their feet and, and, and learning from them. You might see a scholar, oh, he's, you know, Sheikh so-and-so, Ustad so-and-so. Um, but when you start sitting at, at their at their feet and, and you start gaining benefit from them, you see the true scholarship that they have. Um, and that's when I began appreciating the madrasa and the teachers even more um, when I started uh, doing Alma course. Mashallah, yeah. mashallah. Uh, how long was your curriculum? It was about five years. Five years, five years yeah. and then how like how big or small was your classrooms uh class size yeah um so we had um it was myself um on arif one muhammad um imam mustafa and imam khalid so about five of us was there any difficulty in you a lot of times everyone tells you you know like surf is very dry sure. you know um was there any difficulties learning a new language and were there any advantages already being a hafiz of quran so I love surf, right? I, I love <laughs> I love surf, right? Surf was that, yeah, it was dry, but it was, it was like memorizing Quran all over again, right? I would go, you know, take take that surf book and and go after Asr and just do my gardens like how I would memorizing sabab. <laughs> yeah, and that's that was it was beautiful. I, I loved it. You know, other students, yeah, they, they if they if they didn't memorize Quran, if they didn't weren't in that um, aspect of rote memorization, then definitely I could see that as being difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that subject because it was it was really easy for me to to do. Um, Yes, so that that was something that that I love. But uh, aspects of of nahu nahu is difficult. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you know just your your the whole construct of sentences. Where do you put the you know the noun and where do you put the verb? Does it come first? Does it come after? You know things words that are hidden in the Arabic language that we usually put in the in the English language, like the word is. You know, yeah. we have, like it took me the longest time to figure out that is is not you don't write it is in Arabic. Right? It's, it's there. It's moved to the khabar, right? I did, it took me the longest time. I would look up Hansa. I would look up Moda. Where is is? is I, like, I can't find is, right? So find just kind of connecting the two languages. Um, it's never going to be a symmetry. Obviously, it's a whole other language. Mm-hmm. But English is the only language that I knew. So kind of uh, trying to pick up that that new language vocabulary. Um, Creating sentence structure that was that was difficult. Yeah, that was that was not easy in the beginning. One thing that you know definitely helped was um, you know having somebody a year above me. So you know, I had Malakamal. I would just go annoy him every time, right? Like I annoy him any time, you know, because he, he already had it down. He already he already mm-hmm. studied sarf. He already studied nahu. So if I had a question, I'll just go walk up in his room and just go bother him. Like, hey, can you check my sentences real quick? You know, <laughs> check my sentences. Um, so we would create sentences, and I would you know just bother him. And uh, classmates, you know, and, you know, just I would say Nahu would probably be one of the more difficult subjects in, in the beginning. Having that grind of continuously creating sentences, um, that made it much easier because um, you're making the mistakes rather than you just reading perfectly well sentences in classes and to be in. That's going to be that's good, but that's not going to be 
as good as you creating your own broke sentences, two word sentences, three word sentences, and making those mistakes of saying al imra'atu salihun. So you're 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 not going to be saying you know it's not going to be matching. You're going to oh okay now it makes sense that you have to match in gender. Okay, yeah. um, it's it's going to be uh, it's going it's going to be much better if, when you when you actually start creating sentences. Yeah. Mashallah, mashallah. Now a lot of times you know uh, we're always told about how rigorous these Adamiya programs mm-hmm. are. How much time are you studying outside of, I mean, or can you just walk me through the actual schedule sure. of what you guys had generally in terms of studies and how much time you're studying outside of classroom settings? It's like people say health is your lifestyle, right? So alum course is, is your lifestyle. You don't, you know, you don't, I don't think of anything, doing anything else, honestly. I don't mm-hmm. think of doing anything else while, while I'm there. We, we have class. Yeah, sure. We have class, for example, from eight to four. Mm-hmm. That was the first four years of alum course. We had class from eight to four. Okay. After that, yeah, we might have, you know, we might play some sports or do something uh, as a hobby. But then it's right back to your books. You're, you're doing, so there's three aspects, obviously, in studies, as, as you all know, is mutara, takrar, right? Mutara and takrar and hudur. So you have your attendance. Um, you can't learn anything if you're not there. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have attendance. Then you have preparing for the next day's lesson. And then takrar is reviewing yesterday's lesson. So by you just doing those three things, that takes up your entire day. I mean, mm. I don't really have, I wasn't really doing much more important things at that time. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> it's either studying or playing sports, right? Studying, playing sports. It wasn't, you know, life was simple. Um, so I, I honestly, our, our day would day would go by just having class, doing the homework, preparing uh, tomorrow's class and reviewing yesterday's class and go to sleep. That was basically yeah, it was, it was quite simple. The days um, uh, that was be the initial years. Uh, once you have that foundation set, um, we started having class on the weekends as well. Mm. So Saturday and Sunday, uh, especially in our last year when we wanted to finish uh, some of the Dora books, some of the Hadith books. So we would have class um, uh, for two three hours on Saturday and Sunday, and then. Even on, on, I would be there from Monday through Friday from like 7 a.m. to about 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have class throughout the day. Like not, we have eight, yeah, seven to like four straight and then have a little break, but then another two-hour session at night just to make up for it, just to make sure that we were able to finish. Uh, obviously, it's kind of like, you know, any 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 master's program where it gets more rigorous as, as it goes mm-hmm. to the end. So this just got rigorous to the point where we're seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> but alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. What was your like favorite subject learning as a student? I would say surf was surf was one of my favorites. <laughs> surf is your favorite? Surf was my favorite <laughs> in the beginning. In the beginning, I would say surf was was I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed doing the different you know surf sahir surf kabir. Said I I enjoyed that 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 was those you know, those tongue twisters were, that made my day. Mashallah, because <laughs> uh, it was it was something that I knew right. Just memorizing and and, and saying difficult words and in, in difficult gendered tenses. It was something that I knew and something that I practiced with the Quran. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something that that I, that I loved in the in the beginning. Um, then after that, we have subjects. Any 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 subject were allowed us to create our own sentences, create our own paragraphs. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I, I loved. So whether it was Arabia Nashi'in, whether it was Zurus any we honestly any book that allowed us to to create sentences, um, I enjoyed that. Um, those are the in initially I would say those are my favorite subjects, and then in the later years, um, tafsir and hadith. It's it's hard to it's hard, you can't really choose. You know, it's it's hard to choose. You know, depends on the on the teachers as well. Teaching style depends on the book. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Yes, uh, definitely, definitely tafsir. Uh, you know, learning the sabab al nuzul, uh, why why this surah was revealed, mm-hmm. what was the backdrop behind this this verse and um, hadith, obviously hadith. Uh, you know, that's our, 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 as the Prophet said them. Is our uswa right? لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة. The Prophet said is our uswa. He's our he's our perfect role model. So learning his his hadith, whether it was statements, whether it was his qawl, his actions, his afal, or his taqdir or iqrar, his tacit approvals, that was um, that you can spend all day doing that. Right? You can spend all day doing this. It's like you can spend all day reciting Quran. Um, so honestly. It was it was hard to choose. It's it's kind of hard to choose a specific subject because um, they all bring their own, you know, masala. If you want to call it right, <laughs> they all bring their own masala. They all bring their own aspects of, of uniqueness. Um, and it's 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 good to have a mixture of them. Now, were you ever living? Did did you ever dorm during this time, or were you still going back and forth between home? Um, I was still going back and forth majority of the time. Yeah, okay, majority cool. of the time. Yes. There's one question I always want to ask you. Can you tell us a story about you wearing all orange? There's this, <laughs> there's this picture. If I can pull it up, if I can find it, I'm gonna put I it up. I hope it's this. not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not there. I don't know. What, I don't know what we were thinking that time. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah. I remember one time I walked into MSI and you're just. This was uh, you were just dripping in orange, and how's this? Like, I was so confused. I was like, "What is the safety hazard?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that was a good construction <laughs> costume, you know. It was for Halloween. Um, I don't know what we were thinking. Huh? I had I had orange socks, orange stove. I had an orange hoodie, even an orange hat. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was it was a whole nine yards, mashallah. I mean, I don't know what we were thinking. We, we you know we 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 would go home. Um, yeah, we would we would buy you know for example a tobe or you know uh, some one or two expensive tobes, and then we would just go to Pakistan and have them made. Right, <laughs> just go have them Pakistan and have them made it. And our mom, you know, she would just you know she would whatever we would ask you usually if we wanted to step a tobe, she didn't really care. So she's like she looked at me when I told her orange stuff, she looked at me for a second like what is this guy ordering? <laughs> uh, she she made it. Right, she made it. Um, that was just because I don't know what we honestly I don't even remember why we were thinking of Marin or I have no idea. I don't know what we were thinking honestly there. But I'm glad it's it's probably not doesn't exist anymore. It Hopefully, does. inshallah, if somebody has it, let me know. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me like I want to transition a little bit? We'll get back to your alum course as well. Can you speak to us a little bit about your family, your background? You mentioned mm-hmm. your parents a lot. Your father, Rahimallah, who passed mm-hmm. away recently, uh, leaving behind such a legacy and such pillars in the community itself. Can you share with us a little bit about about your family and about him um sure uh so family what can i say i mean we would do everything together we do everything together um whether it's whether it's going to salah those are the you know i still remember you know our our father would wake us up for salah all five of us go together for fajr salah half awake you know walking back to the car half awake still I still remember uh tell Malan Asfar, but sometimes he would, you know, be half awake and he'd walk into the wrong car. Right? He'd go to the, <laughs> you'd go to the wrong car, right? Um, but those things, you know, you you don't like it during that time because you're 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 sleeping. You're thinking that I want to be warm. I want to just go to sleep. But honestly, all the things that we did as a family, that was um, that I would say that was that's things that you remember until until you pass away. Uh, our father used to always say that, um, you know, I don't know, uh, he said he always like take out his hand and he'd say that, you know, 
uh, he had five brothers as well. So that he said that we were we were, we were like this as well. You know, our father would say that we were, you know we're five brothers, and for us to stick together, we these five have to be connected. These five have to be connected. So he had he had five siblings. There were five you know five siblings, and he had five sons as well. Um, and he always motivated and encouraged us, and and not just not just motivated and encouraged us, but showed us by example mm-hmm. of how to stay together as a family unit um, for anything that we do. He would love doing things together. Anything mm-hmm. that we would do, he would always like, oh, you didn't tell your brother about it? You didn't tell you, you know, you didn't tell that, you know, what about him? You didn't tell him about it? He was like, yeah, we're, we're going to go together. You know, we would make family trips, whether it's going to Salah, memorizing Quran, you know, after Fajr, I remember we would come back and we would be all sitting at the dining table and reciting Quran together. Sure. Whether it's five, ten minutes, whether we're, you know, onging, you know, falling asleep, it's still, it's still together, right? It's still together. Um, so, that's one thing that uh, I would say, um, you know, I, I wouldn't replace that for anything in, in the world. Um, and that translated to kind of other aspects of life. You know, whenever we would play basketball, we mm-hmm. all come together. Or whenever we would play football, we all come together and play, play together. It wasn't just, oh, you know, two of them were going or three of them were going. No, we all go together. We all go together. Um, so we have our squad, mashallah. We got our five, you know, so we're starting mashallah. five, inshallah. So we, we um, that's something that our, our parents definitely instilled in us um, from from my early age through their examples. You know, what advices would you have? I mean, learning from, mashallah, your father, you being a father yourself, mm-hmm. how, you know, what advices would you give to parents um, with kids growing up in this day and age? Mm-hmm. I like to tell things by stories. Yeah. So, so, um, so we, went, we went to Pakistan and um, when, when a Pakistani, they hear an American's coming, they think um, somebody... Uh, who is completely not religious, right? Mm-hmm. No beer, doesn't know how to pray Salah, doesn't know how to do Istinja, doesn't doesn't know anything about the deen. So when they saw my father, and they would ask him this question, how are you, how are you guys practicing the religion there? They would always be surprised. Like, how are you even practicing mm-hmm. deen? He's like, what do you mean how are you practicing deen? This is, this is just like how you're practicing over here. You, know, you give them the environment. We put them in, in the right environment. They're they're going to they're gonna thrive. Um, so he, that was, uh, that was something that, um, he, he kind of, uh, instilled in us that it doesn't matter the environment around you. You're going to, the world's going to get crazier and crazier until the day of Qiyamah. It's going to, you know, you're going to see all types of things. You're going to see all types of things happening at the masjid. You're going to see all types of things happening around you at school. You just got to learn how to zone those out and focus on what's important, what's priority in your, in your life. So he, he taught us that, I mean, even, as, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, not going to certain family parties because you got to memorize Quran. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's small things like that. I remember I would ask my, my, I would ask my mom, how come we don't go, go to their house anymore? I won't go visit their house anymore. So she would say that, you know, that, that environment is not conducive to your Quranic learning. That's not conducive mm-hmm. to your Islam. It's not conducive to your, you know, your upbringing. That's why we don't go there anymore. Okay, not because we don't like them. Well, she'll talk to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to them on the phone. That doesn't mean we have to go there and, and sit with them and, and, and unnecessarily ruin our, um, uh, no, our, our, our uh, how should I say, our, our, our Islamic and, and upbringing just because you know, they're somebody that we used to hang out with. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. They, they can hang out with, with new friends if they want to get closer to the deen. And then, you know, we're sure. We, 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 you know, if, they, if, if they have uh, deen as a priority, then sure, we'll... we'll We'll hang out with them. We'll, we'll do things what we need to do. Um, but that's that's uh, you know priorities in life. Honestly, they they you know parents instill that in us. Uh, you have to 
you go with your priorities. Islam is obviously nothing is more important than your Islam. So you go with that. Um, everything else is, is fluff. Um, it can come and go. And you you, ba- you build that foundation strong based off of your Iman and your Islam. And everything else, my father always said, everything else will come. You know, everything else will come. That's so true. Like everything else yeah. will come. It's, you know, you, people, you know, like, oh, I want to get the newest phone. And then one year later, I want to get the newest phone again. I want to get the newest car. Yeah, that's going to keep on happening every single year. Mm-hmm. The thing with, with, with Wahi, it's, it's grounded. It's not going to change. Um, so you you go, you have to you have to associate with things that don't change, like like Wahi. Okay, that's why everything that we do in everything that we need to be doing in life is grounded in Wahi. Whether it's it's a career, whether it's you know waking up in the morning, whether it's going to school, whether it's how we treat our parents, whether how we treat our, our spouse. Everything has to be grounded in Wahi because Wahi doesn't change culture, all that stuff that changes. You know, the color, you know, jubbas that we wear, orange to blue, you know, that that changes, right? <laughs> From red to white, that that, that all, it all changes. But Wahi, that doesn't change. So that's, he always taught us to to, to remain firm in that foundation of, of Islam and just kind of blur out that, that fluff that's there. People are going to say all types of things. Um, they're going to say all types of things. If, if I can share one story of, of one of my yeah. teachers, he, he would say that, um, you know, when he was building his school, he was he was he was he was starting the institute. He's like, "Why are you starting this institute here? Did you go, you know, go to go to like India, or go to Pakistan and start it?" He's like, "Nobody's gonna come to you. So nobody's gonna come to you." He's like, "That's fine. That's fine. Nobody's gonna come to me. We'll, we'll still start it." And every single state that I go to, there's always a student that graduated from IE or, or has some association with IE there. Mm-hmm. And that's you know across the globe. Now you'll see that with other madaris as well. So. Just because people don't believe in you, that doesn't matter. As long as you have that that, that tawakkul in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and and you know what you're doing is right based off of uh, your mashwara with scholars, so your mashwara with, uh, you know, you're doing your istikhara with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and you go with that because that's what's grounded. Everything else, it's all fluff. It changes. Zakallah khair for that. Yeah, come here. Um, <clears throat> so going back to your studies, um, how was it your your final year of studies? Your final years leading up to graduation. Um, and how was graduation itself? I was mentioning that uh, earlier that it just our, our last year kind of took it to another level, um, which you are trying to study the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as many as, as you possibly can using the Siha Sitta, uh, the six canonical works. Um, so we were doing that on you know on, on a daily basis Monday through Sunday. Uh, so it, it got even more rigorous. We thought it was rigorous when it was Monday through Friday. It got even more rigorous, you know, when it was Monday through Sunday. Um, and that's you. If you don't realize it, then that like, well, why are we having class on the weekend? You shouldn't be there. Okay? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be there. Like, you shouldn't be complaining. Why are we having class on the week? You should be. You should say, why? Why don't we have more class on the weekend? Mm-hmm. Like, your your lifestyle should be studying the deen if you if you you're you're, you're it shouldn't be where I, I want to study the deen and do like a few other things as well work mm-hmm. on my side business type of thing and then if i have time i'll, I'll study the books no you're not going to get anywhere like that you're not going to get anywhere like that we have many you know we have many students that you know, that do that mashallah they'll, they'll study get the bottle of it for sure okay but you want you want true scholarship you have to you have to love what you do you have to love what you do i mean if you don't love what you do if you just think that i'll do it in my free time type of thing then it's not going to work so you know with with any student of, of the islamic sciences um you can't you can't complain about 
what what you don't have or what you what you can't complain about the opportunities that aren't you know in front of you um i remember one of one of the things that you were asking of you know studying abroad i thought about that before mm-hmm. okay um i thought about that before but during my studies that didn't cross my mind i said i'm started here and that's the thing that we learned from our parents i started here i'm going to continue here um sure there are going to be you know obstacles that's fine we're still going to continue that never crossed my mind once that i was going to leave Never crossed my mind was this. I, I, was, I didn't even think about that. I was, you know, much more mature. You're, you know, at, at that age, um, you're, you're not doing it for anybody. You're doing it for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and um, you realize that. Um, and when, when even when you're having class seven days a week, you you appreciate. You don't you don't think it's a burden, but you appreciate that your teachers are taking the time out out of their family life and teaching you on the weekend, right? Yeah, it's not that, oh man, it's a burden. When you think of it as a burden, then you don't even realize how much effort that they're putting in for you studying. It does it's people think that teaching is, you know, just you come there eight to four and you sit down and just Malana just burts out, blurts out whatever it's on his mind. And it's no. I know. how do I know? What because you 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 appreciate just like how a parent, right? You 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 truly appreciate your parents even more once you be you know become a parent. Yeah, um, sure. And 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 same thing with with teaching you. You truly appreciate a teacher when you become a teacher, and you see the amount of hours you need to put in before class, after class, you got homework, exams, and things of that sort. So the hours that they spent just reading the, the shuruhat and reading the hashiyas of one hadith, two hadith, or that tafsir, or this tafsir, it was probably hours. You know, mm-hmm. hours and realizing that you, you have so much appreciation for your teachers. If you don't have appreciation for your teachers, you don't have respect for your teachers, you're not going to go anywhere and get anywhere in life. You can you can be the smartest individual on the face of, face of this planet, but you don't show appreciation, you don't show respect to them. Nothing's gonna. You can't really see great things happen then. So uh, I would say, you know, just be showing appreciation to, to to my teachers, even you know them for being able to to take the time out, even on the weekends and weeknights, taking away from their family time, taking away from their own kids to spend time with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a whole other family for them, right? So we're basically their 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 kids as well you know they they took care of us to feed us you know it, when it would break time they would be feeding us it would be you know, i remember one, one of our teachers and, and my father would be there you know feeding us food so i got my real father then we got my teacher father right you know feeding us food <laughs> oh man i want more chicken <laughs> so after graduation or so how was graduation day that was finally the one time where we got to stand up in front of our teachers and say something to all of them you know in in, in one place mm-hmm. um, so they, they are our teachers always say that you know, you're not you're not really graduating now but we're giving you the tools right? we're giving you the tools so that you can pursue further studies now now you have the tools to study mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not done studying you're not graduating from anything right make sure you put you in your place right so you don't <laughs> graduate from anything they give you the tools now you can actually study right? mm-hmm. now you can actually study so for us to kind of in front of everybody being able to show that appreciation so other people and ourselves can truly appreciate the work that and the hours and the years that they put in to teach us. Mm-hmm. So that was that's what I would uh, you know I remember you know saying to to my teachers. Um, doesn't matter how old they were, they're sixty, seventy, eighty years old, still spending four six hours teaching us every single day. Sure. I mean that's unheard of in in, in public. You go to university setting that's unheard of. You know it's it's. 
I don't. I don't mean to. I I, I can bash university right because I went to university too. So <laughs> you know, people. You know, those other. You know, parents. that can't say anything. You know, when they went. I parent. I, I don't want to give them a, a, a chance to say stuff. You know, like oh, he he just went to mother's or whatever. So, um, when I when we when you go to you compare like mother's days to, like whether you're studying you know psychology or whether you're studying uh, any 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 of the sciences at, at secular school. You, you, you'll ask the student, oh, you're taking the full load. How many hours is that? Oh, it's 14 credit hours or 12 credit hours. Like, how many days a week you have class? Oh, three days a week. Like, three days a week. What do you mean three days a week, man? <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, I, I, so I remember it was, it was such a smooth transition, right? Because yeah. you're going from studying seven days a week, like eight hours a day, and you're going to that now. So definitely, you know, I, 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 I would, I would, I would um, say to parents that it's only going to build their stamina even more. Whether it's memorizing Quran, whether it's doing alm course, it's only going to make them even stronger, um, you know, mentally as well, to prepare for all of the struggles in university and all of their life struggles when when they you know become a, a parent themselves, inshallah. So uh, after you graduated, you went to university. You got a degree in education, correct? Mm -hmm. Why did you pursue education? Um, was that something you always wanted to do? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I was. I thought it was more like a hands-on person. Mm -hmm. So when I when I uh, you know after we graduated from IE, I was kind of just you know thinking of what am I going to do. Um, we started classes at Darul Qasim, but I'll, I'll get back to that later, inshallah. Um, we were continuing our education there, um, but I, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing that came to mind was become a mechanic, right? Nice. <laughs> become a mechanic. Um, Wait, so. did you put the Mercedes stickers on your car? <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me for that one. Don't blame me for that Mercedes Saturn, right? Don't blame me. No, 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 no. No, no. That was that was Wirata that was given to me later on. That wasn't my idea in the beginning, though. That was that was all one for. I'm gonna blame it on him. Put in a Mercedes sticker that's not even from America. I think it was from Pakistan, anyways. Right? He put that on Saturn, thinking oh, that he's gonna give him some turbo boost. Right? Um, what was it saying? Hey, you want to become a mechanic? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, that's what I thought I was gonna do first. Um, I thought uh, you know I wanted to work on something hands-on. I took took a class. Uh, you know, one or two classes, and it was fun. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this full time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this full time. Then I, you know, seriously thought, what, what, what can I do that can complement what I already did at, at IE? What can I do that could complement that? And um, well, for he he had the education degree as well before yeah, me. Sure. Um, so I saw, you know, how it helped him in, in regards to his his studies. And uh, well, one thing I didn't mention, uh, well, for he joined after Malankamo. Right at, yeah. at IE, so he joined. So the, again, having both of them there was another, you know, motivating factor that I didn't mention uh, earlier. Um, and obviously, he was older than both of us, so that's even that's a different type of motivation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a different type of motivation when you see somebody who's who's older than you, but they have, uh, you know, they're starting off fresh. Right, they're What's starting right? off fresh. So use that as as a motivation for sure. Um, but going back here. Um, yeah, mechanical school. I was, I wasn't. Well, I was. It was, it was, it was good. It was nice and fun. You know, during that you learn how to, you know, change tires. I learned how to do an oil change, and things. You know, small things that that would be good life skills. But at the end of the day, I didn't think that it was it was a good fit. Um, so we went with um, I went with education, um, more specifically K through eight. Uh, it's, it was called like elementary education. Now I think they split it up, elementary, middle school, and high school. Mm -hmm. But during when I was studying, it was it was K through eight. Um, 
I knew I didn't want to go back into that public school, high school age. age. Yeah. I didn't want to go back there. So I, I, I didn't want to deal with those students. Um, I wanted to work with more of the younger crowd. Um, so that's kind of where, where I, where I, uh, where I thought would, would complement uh, the Alam course studies as well. Nice. Yeah. So you were studying for, you went to Benedictine, correct? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were also taking class at Darul Qasim. Yeah. 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 So during Alam course, I did, um, I did, I did some studying at college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to finish like one year or two years of studying. Oh, nice, mashallah. Yeah, so it was it, it worked out well where I didn't start completely fresh right after. So I was able to finish I think like one year of the the prerequisites, prerequisite classes, <clears throat> and then after Alm course, yeah, that's where I went um, to community college. Then I went to BU. Yeah. Nice, mashallah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what were you studying at the Al-Qasim? Uh The Al-Qasim, basically we were doing. Um, I would say it's like a takmila program, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically studying higher books in every science. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's only so many books and so many texts that we could study at IE um, based off of the time and based off of the teachers. So it gave us an opportunity um, uh, to study uh, as our as a class. You know, a majority of our class, we, we transferred from i.e. to, to the Al-Qasim after we studied. <clears throat> so it was, it was a beautiful opportunity and, and the Al-Qasim was just kind of, yeah, it was just uh, getting more known in, in the community as well during that time. It was relatively, you know, it was obviously Sheikh Meen had his programs, he had his tafsir, he had his durus, <laughs> but they didn't have like a full-time alum course at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, it was more in its in its uh, infancy during that time. And we were able to take, alhamdulillah, uh, a lot of advantage from, you know, Sheikh Meen, uh, Dr. Omar Farooq Abdullah, um, some of the other teachers there, uh, we were able to take advantage, um, and it was it was a really beautiful opportunity for us because <clears throat> we we all wanted to continue our studies. That's mm-hmm. what we all of us knew we wanted to do. We just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, this opportunity just opened up, and um, you know, spending time with a, with a senior like Sheikh Amin, who's you know lived in America for you know decades, and that experience. So he really you know was able to help bring that content. That we learn mm-hmm. into the context, um, and Sheikh Mi always always talks about that. So that really uh, uh, helped me in in furthering my own studies. What did you do after uh, graduating college? Yeah, uh, after Benedictine. So after we did our, you know, after I did my student teaching, you know, teaching in the public schools, I immediately, you know, I contacted Sheikh Amin, and I told him, you know, I wanna, I wanna get on board in, in terms of if you have you know the the, the opportunity to, to let me teach here mm-hmm. and he was he was more than welcome uh, more sure. than welcome so that's where i started uh full-time teaching at at, at uh Qasim. i was teaching part-time before that but not uh, not a full-time basis so that's when i started full-time after bu nice, for sure. yeah. can you explain to us a little bit about student teaching you're basically, uh, for those that don't know, it's you're basically doing all the responsibilities of a teacher but not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So that's basically, you know, so they're, they're, that's they're they're um, obviously you're getting the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting the experience by by teaching the subjects. So um, you take like one subject at a time from the teacher, and um, you just make lessons plans and and you show it to the teacher and. Teachers like staring at you from the corner, right? Just staring at you and seeing how you how you present to the class and how you interact with the class, and you essentially after a few weeks become the main teacher. Oh, you, sure. you essentially become the main teacher, and you you take over the class for the entire semester. 
um, as if it's your own class. So you're grading, you're doing lesson planning, you're talking to the parents, parent-teacher conference, you're doing everything. How has your degree in education helped you and assisted you in these manners? Anything that you talk to, community, or whether it's adults or, or the youth, in, in my case, it has to be in an engaging manner. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one thing that we learned in, in, in our education uh, degree is that you can have the best content, but if you don't have a good delivery, it's going to be useless. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be useless. So just learning how to catch the audience and, 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 and engage them with, with that content, that's kind of the most important thing I would say that, that I, I took from there. Um, you know, half of what they teach you is classroom management as well because kids are kids, right? Um, if you can't have them sit on the chair, then they're not going to learn anything anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say that, yes, it's, it's, it's all related to um, specifically in regards to how to deliver to the community. So mm-hmm. that, that helped me in regards to khutbahs. That helps me in regards to teaching the youth, especially obviously at Mazuhuda. And um, uh, my full-time job at, at Al-Qasim, lesson planning, you know, creating syllabi, uh, teaching, so I, I don't really teach much difference than maybe crack a little bit less jokes in, in the class than I do at Aida Masjid. They're a similar style, right? Uh, sure. You know, it's just, it's, you know, we have a little bit more content to cover at the class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say you know much difference uh, with how how I teach there and how I teach other places, whether it's khutbah. Um, it's that it's that delivery and being able to catch that audience sure. um, with your delivery. Uh, so I wouldn't see that that changes from any of those places, whether yeah, it's. So teaching adults with us, teaching kids. Mm. Uh, when did you start teaching at the classroom exactly? And what are you Sorry. currently teaching? I started teaching in 2015. Okay. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. And what are you currently teaching? Mm, currently teaching full-time classes are um, Nahu. Nahu, which is like intermediate level Nahu. Um Awamil Izhar, and I don't know if you know this, uh, if the listeners know about it, but that's fine. Uh, Awamil and Izhar, uh, these are more intermediate level Nahu works, and after that, I teach uh, Mukhtasul Quduri. Mm-hmm. Um, then, third class is a Tafsir class, which in the first semester we teach Arab al Quran, which is just the part different parsing uh, of the Quran, uh, different verses. And, um, Second semester, we teach uh, Safwat Tafasir. So basically, Tafsir work. Last class is uh, is is one of my favorites, is uh, Sheikh Al-Hind class, um, which is in in our class, and we explain it as what every Muslim needs to know, the Farda'ain. Sure. Okay. So that fourth class is a culmination of all the Islamic studies, sciences, whether it's Quran, whether it's Hadith, whether it's Fiqh, whether it's Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Um, so all four of those throughout the duration of two semesters. Mm-hmm. That's for our, our, you know, our students who want to learn. You know, some some of them, you know, don't have the time to take off. You know, six, seven, eight years, and mm-hmm. they want to just learn the further ayin. So that's a beautiful program for them uh, that we offer. You know, full time and part time at the Awesome. Nice, mashallah. Yeah. And you're so. What does being a youth coordinator at Masjidah entail? Um, being a youth coordinator at Masjidah, um, honestly is the same concept is bringing that content of wahi to the context of uh, of the youth in in our time and for one reason one reason only my goal is just one thing is just procure their salvation in the next life that's is for to procure their islam mm-hmm. it's as simple as that some people think oh that's a low standard well, that's that's the only standard i have right now mm-hmm. right sure if we have time we'll teach them some fiqh if we have time we'll teach them some aqidah yes 
we're going to use those sciences. Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the the, the youth's attention um, by giving them attention, mm-hmm. you can give them the content. You can have, you know, a guest speaker come in and, and lecture them. They'll be like, okay, they'll be listening, you know, on their phone or wherever they'll be listening. But until you give them time, a few times a week at least, then, you know, it's it's not, I wouldn't say that we're really caring for our future until we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, our future generation. You know, everybody, every you know organization will say we're 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 building for our youth. We're building for our youth. Building for our youth. I was like, man, you're not building for your youth. What do you do? You, you have like one, maybe one basketball tournament for them throughout the whole year, and then <laughs> that's it. That's 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 sure. That brings brotherhood. That brings that mahabba there. Sure. Yeah. But they 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 see that you're not spending more than once a month with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe one little halakha with them. Well, how much benefit is that going to truly do? Like how much about and then people you know parents come to me complaining that oh man you know my kid's not praying or you know he took a us this um um a class at, in college and um you know he's thinking of uh you know switching religions and things like that well, that's because there's there's no foundation that was that was built that's that's our our goal there it's it's procure their salvation um so we honestly we meet you know two days a week. Um, sure. If we can do more, that would be that would be great. But right now we meet two days a week, um, usually Mondays and Fridays, and we we sit and we just chat for a little bit. You know, we have a little bit of open discussion first, ten fifteen minutes of class, however much they want to talk about. The open discussion, completely open, mm-hmm. completely open. Um, whether they want to share about school, whether they want to share about questions about 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 Islam, and then after that, I talk to them, give them a little topic um, that relates to them. Um, and 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 we wrap up with the du'a. So that's how we do it every you know twice a week. Uh, that's that's the that's the plan. Uh, now are you going to finish like a whole album course? No, it's not no part time album course. No, I'm not saying that's not how it's you know trying to advertise. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to procure their salvation. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's as simple as that. And parents sure. love that, right? Parents, that's if you, if you tell them that's what you that's the that's the course objective. They'll be like, all right, that's enough for me, right? Yeah, that's enough for me because it's difficult for me to do that while I'm at work and you know I'm I'm at school or I you know I, I'm you know, parents have busy lives as well, so it's already difficult enough being a parent. Um, so it, it gives them that that brother Muslim brotherhood and, and sisterhood. We have a, we have a sisters program as well. Um, so alhamdulillah, it gives them that that opportunity to interact with other Muslims as well. Yes, mashallah. Uh, what advices would you have for students um, that are looking to study part time, full time, uh, in whatever capacity? Hmm. What advices would you have for them? Uh, I would say the same thing, like how I said for that that one student um, who who not sure about tarawih. Just yeah. do it. Just just do as much. Just do just do something. Mm. Just do something. Um, if you if you can do full time, great. Full time not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. So it's not it's not like you do full time or you do nothing. Yeah. All right. That's why Alhamdulillah we have you know many madaris here in the Chicago line layer area. I can only speak of you know the one that I, I work at. Um, so I can only tell you about about the Rakasim. We we offer you know full time courses. And then we also offer, you know, part-time courses for for the working adults, for the uh, for the college students, whether it's on the weeknights or whether it's on Saturdays. Uh, you know, we we offer that, alhamdulillah, and students take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we even have students who um, are taking, you know, the full-time alum course kind of part-time. What do I mean by that? They're like taking one year over two years. Mm-hmm. So they're taking as opposed to taking like six classes. They're taking three classes this year. Mm-hmm. And then, so alhamdulillah, that's that's another thing that I didn't know. I don't know if it's offered anywhere else. I I can't speak for anybody else, but I didn't. I haven't seen it exist anywhere any other madaris. Um, yes. So I thought that was uh, you know 
just give an opportunity for students to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why create like age restrictions and things like that? You know, why, why do that? You know, if you go overseas, uh, I remember, you know, my, my family was telling me, she said, you know, they, they, she couldn't go to this one school because, or go to this one program because they had an age restriction. You had to be this old to study. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this, they can do that, I guess, because they have so many students coming in. Mm-hmm. But that's, I don't, I don't really agree with that mentality. I was like, why are you going to stop somebody from studying the dean? You know, let, let them study however much they can study. If you have a different program for them, that's great. Shut mm-hmm. um, So, alhamdulillah, that's one of the things that I noticed at the Rokasim, that they, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance of full-time students and, and part-time students, working professionals and full-time, you know, college students who are just in the grind the entire day. Nice. But then you have individuals who are doctors, engineers, you know, PhDs who, are, who are, have their own status and their own degree mm-hmm. in their own community, uh, and they're coming to learn. And that's, it's amazing to see that, you know. Sure. It's amazing to that people that have that stature and that that rank to to come and and still sit and and study the dean from people that could be like half their age, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that that mahol that that environment is is beautiful. Uh, that's that's the beauty of Islam. That's what Islam does, right? Um, I was talking about about Hivs as well. You see yeah. that in Hivs. I see that in Alm course as well, right? You see mm-hmm. that in 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 the Islamic institutions as well. Mashallah. Yeah. And now currently you're you're pursuing your master's to become a health coach, correct? I, w- I wouldn't say it's like a master's, more like a, a certification program. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to mislead anybody. Like I'm not no doctor so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mislead anybody. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing right now. Um becoming a becoming a health coach at um it's it's at an institution it's all online. Mm-hmm. Um I I needed to I wasn't trying to leave the Arkasim, right? I, I don't want to ever leave, you know, the Arkasim. I didn't I wasn't trying to leave that. Um, I, I, I love my job too much there, Mashallah. but I wanted to also pursue something in, in regards to health and nutrition and holistic health. So this was, um, I would say this is the biggest, uh, most well-known and has the most qualified instructors, uh, at their institution. Um, it's, it's called uh, IIN. It's the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So they, um, they teach us, you know, many different um, dietary theories that's you know not that you're going to go you know obviously when we were learning about them you, you try a different diet every week um, but at the end of the day they talk about bioindividuality which you basically try to choose a diet that fits your you know health needs mm-hmm. um, so it's a, it's a combination of um, what what is you know what is what is it basically I can just talk about it in, in like two Two phrases we talk. They teach us uh, primary foods and secondary foods. Primary foods are those things that affect your health, but you don't put in your mouth. An example of that: there are there are twelve, but four main ones are your career, your spirituality, your relationship, and physical activity. Mm-hmm. These are all the things that affect your health, without you know putting anything in your mouth. Secondary foods are people when think people think about nutrition. They think about what you put into your mouth. So that's all of your, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, your water, you know, all that dairy, all that stuff. But that's everything that you put into your mouth. So we look at it as a, as a, as a, in a holistic manner where you take care of your primary foods, your secondary foods will be taken care of as well. Okay. So you take care of your, um, you know, your relationships and that's not just with your, with your spouse, mm-hmm. whether it's with your brother, whether it's with the musadli, whether it's with a teacher, whether it's with your boss, anybody, relationships. Number that's number one. Number two is your career. You're, you're going to be you're spending more hours probably at your work than you do at home. Okay, awake. Um, so 
if you don't have a, a job that you like, life sucks, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that you know. I I know so many people that you know they're making a lot of money, mashallah. Not that doesn't mean that they love their job, right? <laughs> doesn't mean that they love their job. So you know, career is very important, very important to 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 love what you actually do and do what you actually love. And number three was spirituality. Um, obviously, um, with, without our deen, we're nothing. Uh, we all we all know that. Right? We, we, without our deen, this is why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He raises people with with the deen, and He also brings down people with the deen. Mm-hmm. So that's the aspect of spirituality that that we get. Number four is uh, physical activity, and you all know us. We we all we love we love playing sports, right? We 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 love being active. Um, you know, I want to be. I want to be like 90 years old playing in basketball tournaments, right? That's, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I don't want to, these things, it's the people like, oh man, how are you still playing at that time? I was like, how are you not playing? <laughs> right? How are you not playing when you, when you, you know, this, this isn't something that I, I'm, I'm giving up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However much you want, it's, it's, it's your health, right? What's, what's more important than your health? Like Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that after forgiveness, make the offer health. After forgiveness, make the offer health. He said another hadith that المؤمن القوي خير وحب إلى الله من المؤمن الضعيف. The stronger believer is better than the weak believer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I don't, I don't, I could. It was, it was just, it was just common sense for me. It made sense that you know, I want to take care of my own health. Then I want, inshallah, um, be a means of hopefully helping other Muslims um, be able to integrate that. Islamic lifestyle and nutrition to be able to create um, systematic healthy habits within their life because health isn't just eating good foods mm-hmm. I know so many people that eat organic foods but their their life is miserable mm-hmm. why because there's other aspects that affect an individual's health um, you have aspects of relationships they might be in a horrible relationship that's affecting their health okay or they don't like a job okay or they have no physical activity Okay, or they have no aspect of spirituality. So, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm able to, uh, I'm going to, hopefully, my, my goal is, inshallah, to, is, is hopefully inspire Muslims to create systematic healthy habits by integrating an Islamic lifestyle and nutrition. That's, that's, that's my goal, inshallah. And um, um, hopefully, you know, in the near future, we'll be taking clients for that. Mashallah, yeah. mashallah. Amazing, amazing. That, I mean, that's just a cool concept. Yeah. It's something that you don't really see. For sure, You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, mashallah. So, how long do you have until you're finished with your certification? Uh, a few weeks, inshallah. So, a few yeah, weeks, yeah. mashallah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, by the time this goes up, you're already certified a health coach. Yeah, inshallah. Well, what's inshallah. your company, man? Where can we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> so, it'll be up and running. I'm not sure when this is going to be, you know, posted. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just setting up the website right now. Um, but it's going to be titled uh, integrativeshifa.com. Mashallah. So you know, and Muslims can can reach out uh, on there to to make appointments and, and things of that sort. Okay, can see, see all the details there, inshallah. Okay, so all the details will be listed below then. Yeah, mashallah. Inshallah, inshallah. mashallah, that's amazing. Do you have any future plans? Any? I know you're working on your recitation, uh, you know, with different ruwayat. Um, is there any other future plans, future goals that you have uh, on the horizon? Uh, getting this health coaching, uh, you know, business up and running. Um, that's that's the plan um, for right now, and then working on yeah working on uh, riwaya by riwaya, inshallah getting, getting ijazat there. So currently I'm working on on, on Ibn Kathir. Um, so doing that and at the Al-Qasim, inshallah the the plan is um, to hopefully in 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 the, in the near future um, come out with um, textbooks for 
um, the Sira department for Islamic uh, Islamic schools. Mashallah. So that's kind of what I'm working on at the Qasim on in my free time. Amazing, man. Jazakallah khairan for joining us. No, Jazakallah. Uh, if anyone needs, um, you know, any diet plans, <laughs> <laughs> he needs some meal prep ideas, <laughs> hit up my guy. Uh, inshallah. May Allah Ta'ala reward you, reward your family, uh, grant your father maghfirah, uh, open a window of Jannah in his grave. Inshallah. May Allah make it easy for you, your family. Uh, you guys are a living legacy of your father, mashallah. Um, I message you guys all the same thing. And I said that your father is men. And mashallah, we're seeing these men today uh, being able to benefit our communities. Jazakumullah khairan again, inshallah.